0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You're live with the app show. Mike Agarbo here. have got my fellow app nerds, Graham Williams, John Beeler. We've got a pretty cool show. Uh, we will be talking about Instagram today. If uh, you are an Instagram user or thinking about getting into it, we're going to show you or tell you how to use uh, some popular apps to get your best Instagram photos going on. We've got Laura Denton uh, from the team coming on to chat all about it. There's some really cool stuff. We'll also be chatting with Gary Steves. He's our accessibility contributor. He's also one of the hosts of the app TV show on accessible media. We're gonna be talking about indoor navigation. I think we're all pretty familiar with uh, GPSs and using our smartphones with Google Maps or Apple Maps to get around, but uh, more and more indoor places uh, are getting uh, mapped as well. And that's uh, fantastic for people that have accessibility needs that have low vision who are, who are blind as well. So we'll be talking about some of the apps and technologies that uh, are making that happen. And we've got a signal primer. We're gonna be talking about Signal, a a messaging app that you should really know about. Let's start off with some of the news, uh, guys. And uh, I think the first one for me, which I was kind of excited about, is uh, Amazon Prime Video now has individual user profiles. And my big question is, why did it take so long? So you know when you go into Netflix, uh, you can choose between you or your wife or your kids and their different profiles. Uh, Amazon hasn't had that, but now it's happening.
2: This is, uh, this is well overdue. And I, actually just in time for the return of one of my favorite series. Have you guys watched The Boys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, like, this is a show that has um, just absolute, a fantastic cast, a great storyline, and more violence than you could possibly shake a, a cape at. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got nothing on... Uh, the comic books the comic books uh, if you're out there and you're, you're a little squeamish don't bother they're <laughs> big garth ennis is the guy who did this and uh did a great run on the punisher as well but it's uh, it's quite you know extreme and so the idea there that you don't have control over what your kids are watching um i think for amazon consumers was probably very concerning so now you do
1: so each account will have uh, up to six user profiles. You'll have the primary account, and then five additional profiles are uh, allowed. So, uh, like to your point, Graham, this will be good uh, if it's your profile and you're watching murder mysteries. Then it's going to recommend, you know, shows that you might be interested in, shows and movies uh, for that matter. So uh, anyway, kind of a, a cool, uh, cool thing. Talking about video, a lot more of us are streaming 4K video, which is like the uh, the ultimate in. Quality for video. Uh, of course, you have to have a 4K TV and uh, a subscription to like a Netflix or uh, you know YouTube or whatever that offers 4K uh, video shows and uh, movies. But it takes up a lot of bandwidth, as you can imagine. the The file sizes are huge, and so uh, what they do as far as technology is concerned is they come up with these uh, video codecs ways to compress that video down as much as they can so it doesn't take up as much room when they're shooting it through the internet to your uh, your home and your your TV. So there's a, a new one out uh, from Fraunhofer. Did I say that right uh, John? <laughs> that promises sure.
3: To- <laughs> it's, 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 it's a
4: little more German. Fraunhofer. Fraunhofer. Yeah. A little bit more Hogan's Heroes in there. Got it.
1: Uh, it's called H. 266 and it, it promises to cut streaming 4k video in half, which is amazing.
4: Well we already saw a pretty dramatic reduction in file sizes without reduction in quality with h265 and this is supposed to be even better than that and uh, um, they're calling it versatile video coding. VVC is the new format name
2: for it with vvc um the big one here is that google has been using vp9 for the longest time right and this is their own special sauce um which is great but they haven't been baking it into things that uh i would say a sizable chunk of the user base uses which is uh some of apple's products and so on the apple tv if you've been watching youtube you've been stuck at 1080p despite the fact that you've got an apple tv 4k and a beautiful 4k television sitting in your living room staring at you at 1080p no i'm not bitter I'm better. So, H.266. Uh, this is a uh, you know a conglomeration of a number of companies: Sony, Apple, uh, Google is in there as well. The problem with H.265 was licensing, right? So, Google developed VP9 because um, I'm going to be I'm going to be brutal about this. They're cheap, and so they wanted to have this thing that they own and that they control, that they can dictate how people are going to use. And I thought they, they I think they felt like they could kind of swing their weight around a little bit.
1: It's kind of like a uh, kind of like a VHS beta kind of. Yeah, and Google got baited. They got baited. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, like, is, are, is that because they have YouTube and they're probably one of the biggest video streaming places in the yeah. world?
2: Yeah, and of course, if you're, if you're now paying to encode all of that video in H.265, it would have cost them a small fortune. So the smart money here for everyone is to make H.266 more compatible and to make it uh, something that's cheaper to use for Google as well so we can all get on the same page and not have yet another in quotations standard that ain't standard
1: for all the uh, normal people out there that don't know what we're talking about right now your tvs are still going to work great (laughs) and this is just a future type of video compression that's going to uh hopefully uh make uh, file sizes smaller and smaller and more efficient okay let's move on to something else uh, that was kind of exciting john and i had a chance to check out some new phones from tcl They're the people uh, that make the TVs. And not everyone's familiar with that name yet. But they are the number one TV manufacturer in North America. They beat everyone. Samsung, Sony, LG, everyone. So they are now getting into smartphones. And they released or are are releasing two new ones coming out uh, this uh, week. The uh, TCL 10L and the TCL 10 Pro. And... uh, the cheaper one's 350 and the more expensive one's 700 But overall, some nice phones with some good specs in it. John, your thoughts?
4: Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, we saw this with, with other companies like Huawei, where they would come into the market uh, with a really competitive, you know, in some cases, groundbreaking piece of technology and offer at a lower cost than our typical flagships, flagships from Samsung or Apple, that type of thing. And uh, the TCL phones they're kind of mid-range phones they're not you know you know uh, super fast demons but they have some pretty cool features that are kind of unique that we haven't seen in other ones one of the ones that i think you and i both agreed was kind of cool was they have something called super bluetooth mode where you can actually pair up to four sets of headsets or speakers so you can actually have like this full surround sound mobile party happening with you and your friends or you can move a bunch of speakers around your house and have those all connected to your smartphone uh which is a kind of a cool feature.
1: Well, uh, I had a chance to talk about them on uh, Global uh, BC uh, this past week. Uh, One of the interesting things for us as well uh, for a limited time and hopefully the offer is up on their website uh, because I already kind of promo this. If you buy the pro version, uh, which, sorry, that was $700, you get a free TV. You get a 43 inch TV.
4: Worth $300 Canadian. Yeah, crazy. Anyway,
1: So a lot of people have been uh, emailing me and calling me because they can't find this anywhere. The phones are launching this week coming up. The promotion, I believe, goes from the uh, 16th till the end of the month, if I'm not mistaken.
4: It's uh, the phone's launch on July tenth, yeah. And the promotion is if you buy between the tenth and the sixteenth, okay, the sixteenth, you have until the end of the month to redeem for your free TV. Uh, this is a promotion that that uh, T Cell seems to have done in other countries, but now this is coming to Canada. So uh, I think they're just ready, waiting to turn on that website, which it may be uh, live by the time this show airs. So I was um, really hoping that
2: the the phone would come just with the TV kind of stuck to the back, like the boxes kind of stuck together. <laughs> so. <laughs> I not get a TV. It's taped. It's I, I noticed that neither of you are on board with what I've been trying to get people to do, which is to not call it TCL, but call it Tickle. Then
4: neither of you are picking up on No,
1: that. we're not there yet. But sure. keep okay. keep going with we it. We
4: talk about it amongst ourselves too much, and so it would just sound weird. Yeah, okay. Yes.
1: TCL it is. Got it. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to tell you how you can find your way even easier indoors now with some of the latest indoor mapping technologies. You're listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network back after this. You are back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler, still lots to talk about on today's program and a little bit. Uh, we'll be chatting about signal, a secure messaging software or app uh, that uh, you should uh, look into. Let's talk about navigation. I think uh, when we think of navigation, most of us uh, in some way use GPS technology, whether that's in our car or on our smartphones. I think I use it uh, you know, several times a, a day to uh, you know, get the best uh, routes to going to work or wherever. But uh, do we think about indoor navigation? Well, uh, Apple and Google for a while now have uh, been actually mapping out big indoor spaces like shopping malls and airports. To help us understand the technology a little bit better and how it works, we've got our accessibility tech expert, Gary Steves, uh, on the line. He's also the host of Accessible Media's App TV. Thanks for joining us, Gary. Thanks for having me. Uh, So I have used uh, some of the uh, indoor navigation, especially when it comes to airports. Uh, You know, I typically have done a lot of traveling uh, in the past. And, uh, you know, with my iPhone, I was able to, you know, depending what airport I I was in, actually check out, you know, all the different restaurants and stores and and things like that. And it was very, very helpful. Uh, But from what I understand, uh, Apple uh, and Google for a while actually had different standards when it came to indoor navigation.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the problems basically is, is getting you know everybody has their own standard you know how the the silos of apple and google happen to always be there um, so they've all agreed the apple uh, google and some other main players in the indoor mapping world agreed on using a, a standardized format um, which is really great because basically you know once they start sharing that then whatever google's mapped or apple's mapped it'll be available to anybody using other software that can pull up these maps so uh, what we think about right now is we look at our phone and we use, you know, Google Maps or Apple Maps to do our outdoor navigation. And now looking to our indoor navigation uh, for people with some, you know, visual disability stuff, they might use a different app that will kind of help them with more audible clues to the indoors that they're going into.
1: Well, yeah, it was interesting. And again, Gary's written a great uh, article up on our website uh, that you should check out. It's uh, at getconnectedmedia dot com. Um, and so. There's a bunch of these companies now, including Google, Apple, Autodesk, uh, the New York City Department of Technology, and many others. Uh, and they've got what's called the Open Geospatial Consortium. <laughs> Sounds like a bad uh, sci-fi uh, villain uh, group. Uh, but to to your point there, uh, Gary, I mean, Google and, and Apple have uh, mapped you know a lot of stuff, but it really doesn't cover everything, though, does it?
3: Well, no, and, and what's missing a lot of things, too, is kind of the... Uh, accessibility options and, and aspects of a place. So in some, in some places, there may be some really great things. There may be uh, tactile pathways, but if you don't know they exist, then it's going to be hard to follow them and know where they're going. Um, or describing things to you too, like I don't know if you've ever encountered in your travels places that have the elevators with the touch screens on them. Now, uh, you know, as a blind person, a touch screen on an elevator is just kind of, yeah, what do I do? <laughs> uh, on, on, you know, on an app like this, it'll actually give you directions on on, for example you know hold the screen for four seconds and it'll come up with speaking options for you Um, so you can use some of the accessible technology that as an example for me i didn't even know that was there so these kind of apps basically give you give you those kind of verbal directions and and also navigating so who hasn't been lost in a, a giant mall like metrotown or in the airport uh you know be you sighted or or vision impaired but uh with one of these apps basically you'll be able to Go in the main door, type in. You know, you want to go to. You know, find your favorite restaurant in the food court, and it will give you walking directions through the mall to get you to your destination.
1: And so, you're not using the uh, like Google Maps or Apple Maps for that.
3: What are the apps that would be doing this? There's a bunch of different ones out there. Uh, one's called Accessibility, Build. Uh, another one called Way Maps. Uh, Accessible uh, Accessible Explorer uh, Blind Square. So th- there's a lot of apps out there. That's why the getting the the mapping data uh, kind of universal is really important so that people who develop different apps uh, will be able to access all those same maps. Um, they use different, why there's different apps, I guess, because they use different ways of doing this. So uh, some of them use what's called low energy Bluetooth transmitters, uh, BTEs. And basically what happens is those are placed inside a building, and they send out a signal uh, that has information on it. So uh, as you're approaching area, your your phone your app would get this information telling you you know you're approaching the elevator banks uh, blah 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 give you information about that. Um, other ones do it differently where they use uh, lidar. I think you guys have talked about that in your show before, which is basically a kind of 3D mapping tool, uh, and they map out the building that way, and then that's put into your downloaded onto your app and you use that as, as navigating you around. And another one that's out recently is. Basically, they kind of find out where you are and then they kind of guide you through called uh, tracing i think it's called they kind of guide you through the big the big spaces as well
1: and, and how prevalent is this information like you you're blind gary like uh is this available in most buildings
3: uh, well <laughs> doing my research for this that's what i was finding out i uh, i was kind of disappointed because I, I went to a seminar about four years about this and it seemed super exciting uh, and I've seen there has been tons of pro- progress on this. So, what I think is really going to change it in Canada is the Canada Accessibility Act, just passed last year. And what that really means is that buildings, uh, federal buildings, uh, and industries that are are governed by federal rules will have to look at accessibility. So, in their in their in their structures. Um, and so, with that in mind, there'll be. More of uh, an appetite, I guess, for putting these kind of uh, systems into their buildings. So right now, to be honest with you, it's it's not it's not out there very much. It's uh, pretty much pretty new. You know, I talked to some places uh, accessibility. You know, they have like 10, 15 buildings they've done. Uh, but with the Canada Accessibility Act moving forward, I think that's going to be a real a real movement. At least getting you know some industries covered.
4: I think, Gary, too, the, the, the whole nature of this is that um, right now it's not a requirement for existing buildings, but uh. any of these uh, bigger organizations and in, in federal buildings that like you mentioned, um, it's part of their standards now to incorporate that. And, and presumably any new buildings would have to sort of build this in like they have to currently, you know, have like the Braille uh, indicators for, you know, the different buttons and that type of thing as well
3: and there's different things going on like accessible or not sorry um, accessible explorer uh has partnered with a company that puts light fixtures into airports so when they're redoing airport lighting they're putting in those those bluetooth transmitters right and so that's another way where they're getting that built into the infrastructure
4: which is really cool because then you know it, it those bluetooth transmitters that's i think as far as i understand it, it's part of the apple beacon project as well is that mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that yeah but um, I, one of the things that you 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 highlight in your blog post is is going beyond these public spaces though because you know getting into an apartment building or someone else's that you're going to visit or something like that those kinds of places need this as well not just the mall management that would have to sort of opt into some of these uh, programs to map their mall out to make it more accessible um, but also you know an individual building owner uh, might have to consider this as well
1: it's, it's a good point john because gary you're probably not hanging out in malls all the time
3: <laughs> no me and my guide dog have gone to metrotown a couple of times and you know found it very difficult to get out of metrotown yes
1: well me for, for sighted people that's a problem uh, as uh, as well we're talking with gary steves uh on uh, uh navigation indoors and uh, some really interesting uh, apps and technology that's uh I guess, available now and and hopefully uh, being incorporated into more and more uh, buildings. Gary has written a great uh, article up on our website if you want to find out more information about this technology and the apps available. And again, it's at getconnectedmedia.com. Gary, I want to thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you very much. Great being here. When we come back
1: from the break, we're talking about Signal, a messaging program that you need to have. Back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Well, uh, I think we all love to take uh, photos with our smartphones. I literally uh, take thousands now every, every year. I think I've got like 17,000 on my, uh, my phone. Uh, and a lot of us post them on social media, things like Facebook and Instagram. Well, how do you uh, get your best uh, Instagram photos up and how to fix them? Well, we've got uh, one of our Get Connected contributors, Laura Denton, here on the line. Thanks for joining us, Laura. Hello. Hello. So, Instagram is uh, one of the most uh, popular uh, photo uh, sharing sites or social media platforms uh, out there., uh, but our pictures aren't always uh, perfect. And Laura, I wanted to bring you on because uh, to me, you're like the Instagram superstar. you your photos always uh, look uh, amazing. where Where's the first place to start?
0: Well, I should add that it's just my professional Instagram. It's not a professional Instagram, nor am I a professional photographer, but I am a little addicted. So I like to take the photos to the next level. I'll always try with my camera phone first and see if I can grab it naturally and authentically, of course, and fix them up using uh, the phone app first, adjusting the horizontal and the crop and the exposure and using the manual tools in the phone first. And then, if that doesn't work, import those photos into a couple different apps.
1: So, uh, you know, for people that haven't used Instagram before, uh, again, it is a social platform, uh, but uh, it does allow you to do some kind of basic editing of those photos and and, and filters. But you're saying uh, you then use uh, additional apps to kind of take them to the next level.
0: Yes, I'll go from camera to app, fix them in the app, and then on Instagram, upload that finished photo.
1: Sounds like a lot of work.
0: (laughs) It's a hobby.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a hobby. Uh, so uh, what are some of the apps you're, you're using here? Let's start with so one some of them.
0: Of the, my favorite one, um, it has been around for a little while, but is Snapseed. And it allows you, it has 29 photo editing tools from brightness and details and structure and curves that you'll often find in Photoshop. But it's right on your phone, so it makes it really easy. Um, I think some of the...
4: I think one of the things we should point out too is that this uh, this app, Snapseed, like you said, has been around for a while. Uh, it was recently purchased by Google a little while ago because you used to have to pay for it, um, but now it's completely free and it's available for iOS and Android. And
1: so what, uh, what makes this a good one for you, Laura? Like what, what does it do?
0: What I love is in most photo apps, as filters in Instagram or on your phone, they adjust your entire photo. So if you go to exposure or you put a filter over it, it does your entire photo. But in Snapseed, you can take sections of it. So for example, if you take a picture of your friends with a water background, and often that will be too much of a silhouette, then you have the opportunity to leave the background as in, but almost hand paint what you want, what images, or what section of the image you want to adjust.
1: How how difficult is this, Laura? Do you have to be like a photo expert, like a photo editing expert? No?
0: No, I wish I was. (laughs) (laughs) And I would probably be using Photoshop and things might be a lot faster in one click. It's just a fun, import your photo and then you can uh, select and snap seed the brush tool. And for example, like just pick a strip that you want to be more vivid or take a cloud that you want to bring out the saturation take out the silhouetted image and make it a silhouetted that a word
1: uh, it is now it is now <laughs> um, um,
0: and and brighten it up so it's a very it's a it's like painting your photos easily easily
1: easily okay so that uh, that particular app is called uh snapseed uh what are some of the other apps you're using here what's the next one
0: well facetune gets a bad rep i think facetune is known for photo adjustments on your face so instagram stars and celebrities will get called out if they've taken their smooth tool too far and their uh their patchwork too far and they just become a sheet of glass Um, but you can use those same tools the patch tool for example i've had some a couple adventure photos in the mountains. And then all of a sudden there's a tree coming out of the back of my head. So I can use the patch tool instead of removing a pimple or something like that. You can remove that tree.
1: So it's good for trees and pimples.
0: (laughs) It is. And the smooth tool, if you just want to blend something out a little bit more, which would maybe be used for skin, you can use it in other things too. So I, it's little cheats again, Photoshop, if you have that, um, probably be a lot more professional, but you can use the Facetune app in different ways other than making your face look artificial.
1: And is this available on both platforms as well?
0: yes yes very popular app
1: i i am going to check this facetune uh, out here because i i don't always love my face <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can fix it uh, yeah
0: well i'm not gonna lie my friends always bug me because i'll always get in there and do a little little something
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay well now we we know your uh, your secret uh what what's some other apps you use
0: um, well, the other one, and John and I were talking about this yesterday, about do you want it, do you not want it, but the little white border that you put around your photos before putting them on Instagram. So that white border can be used on still photos with Wittagram, and on video, you can use Square Ready.
1: So the white border, kind of like how we see in our old photos? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what it allows you to do is Instagram instantly crops your photos to a certain allowance. It might... You have a photo that's uh, vertical take it with your phone and it will crop it for you it can only be so big so the white border using these apps will allow you to have your full photo
4: yeah instagram normally is by default a, a square photo app so no matter what way you f- you photographed your image or even your video it'll just give it a square by default and like you said, Laura, we were talking about this yesterday, there's a little um, control that you can press in the bottom left corner that will allow you to sort of size it up to fit, but it doesn't always fit if you have a very tall photo, for example. It's, it's. I think it's better for a uh, horizontal video uh, or, or a landscape photo, for example, where you want to fit a little bit more into it. But what you were saying is that when you do it with this app, it actually allows you to get the full height of height or width of the image, and then you have uh, the white border around it. Or you can change it to any color, actually. But um,
0: you can, yeah. There and Wittogram uh, allows you to have, if you want to, put text over it, little squiggly lines, putting headlines over your photos. Um.
1: <laughs> Is that your crow friend in the background? <laughs> you better get an Instagram picture of, of, uh, of him. Okay, so yes. w- Wittagram, uh, great for putting the borders. And you talked about for video as well, uh, the other one, which I believe was Square Ready, uh, and I think version five uh, here. Uh, and that's the thing that people have to realize, uh, the Instagram videos and photos, they're, they're square. So they have to be formatted that, that way. And, and so what's, what's the great thing about Square Ready then?
0: So, Square Ready, I've used a couple times on my videos. I believe they have a photo, a still photo version as well that might replace your Wittigram. Uh, but I've used it where if you have a crow um, in the background <laughs> of your video and you don't need that sound, you can adjust the audio levels. So, you can mute it out, you can adjust, you can add music, um, and you can, the borders, great. But the sound and the audio and the borders, what I use it for
1: talking with Laura Denton Instagram photo expert uh, one of our uh, get connected uh, producers and uh, contributors uh, thanks for joining us Laura
0: thanks for having me
1: you can uh, read her entire uh, review of these uh, these different apps and uh, the links to them as well up on our website getconnectedmedia.com uh, the uh, the blog is how to fix your instagram photos when we come back there's more apps to talk about here on the app show back after this You're back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and John here. Don't forget to visit our website. It's getconnectedmedia.com. Up there, we have some great contests going, giving away thousands of dollars in prizes this year, and so easy to enter. Giving away this month an Alcatel Go Flip 3. This is a really cool little flip phone, and I would say this is good for people that need a phone. They don't want all the extra confusion uh, of having to figure out how a smartphone works. It works like a normal phone, like the flip phones of old, but it also has a color uh, LCD screen and it can run some basic apps, things like uh, a web browser. It's got Google Maps, Google Assistant built in. You can uh, download WhatsApp and and that kind of thing. And with the Google Assistant, you can use your voice to type the words in if you need to for websites and, and, and whatever. So it's super cool. So again, if you want to try to win this thing, Alcatel, go flip three up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. You can find out more information about there uh, as well. If you can't wait, you can go buy one, of course. Uh, and just subscribe to our newsletter. That's all we're asking, and you'll be entered to win. Okay, it's signal time, guys. This is a messaging app, and we're going to uh, kind of give you the basics, a primer of what this is all about and why you might or maybe should be using it. Graham, we'll start off with you. Give Give us the lowdown.
2: So basically, if you're using a messaging app right now, uh, chances are you're using one of a couple of different choices. Right? You've got uh, If you're on iPhone, you've got iMessage. Um, if you are on Android, you may be using SMS or one of the, I don't even know how many Google text messaging apps there are now. Uh, but a lot of folks have decided to go with uh, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. And I got to say, they're not secure. And we've seen a lot of companies in the last little while kind of say, you know what, Facebook, you need to change some things here. Um, And if you've ever kind of looked at Facebook and thought, you know a little too much about me, it's because you're using WhatsApp and it's because you're using Messenger. So Signal is this great cross-platform messaging app that is secure. It's end-to-end encrypted. It's open source. It's all of the good things that nerds really like to get excited about. And it's also a really great messaging platform. So all of the things that you do on Messenger right now, so let's, let's talk about the stuff that you do, right? We, we message each other, we send text messages. Um, we love to get things like read receipts. You can see when somebody's read your message. Uh, we like to be able to send uh, voice messages. We like to be able to send stickers. Uh, we like to be able to reply to messages as people send them so you can reply in line.
4: Wait, do we actually like to send stickers?
2: <laughs> I, I like to send stickers. You don't like to send stickers?
1: Graham likes to send stickers. Yeah, I'm not a, okay. big, I'm not a big sticker guy.
2: Okay, so maybe that's not the main selling feature here. (laughs) Um, We do also like to do things like have group chats. Um, We like to be able to drop out of a group chat. That's something that you can't do on an SMS uh, conversation. Um, And we also like to be able to make phone calls and uh, video calls. So as you might guess, Signal does all of this stuff and it doesn't just do it on your phone, uh, whether it's an iPhone or Android, it will also do this on your desktop if you're using uh, Windows or Mac OS. Uh, and so it's really, really easy to get started with this. Uh, essentially, it's, you, you need a phone number, so it is actually connected to your mobile number. And if you're going to use it on desktop, your desktop will actually connect to the mobile app. You've got to scan a QR code, basically. Hold your phone up uh, to the, the desktop app when it's open. It scans this little you know, bit of digital vomit, and t- suddenly they work together. Uh, so that's kind of the core of it. Now, it will give you a couple of really cool things as well. Right. You've got your profile in there, so you can set your picture, you can set what you, what you want your name to be. Um, you can also have, this is one of my favorite features, especially if you're doing things like, um, you know, say for example, I, I do some client work and we've got things that are secure that you can't have kind of floating around in the world. You can set expiring messages from anywhere from five seconds, which is very Mission Impossible, to up to a day. So that's a really cool feature as well. Um, other cool stuff, it'll send things like location, Uh, So when we're talking about secure messaging now, end-to-end encrypted, that means that even Signal doesn't know what you're sending from one person to the next, unlike WhatsApp and unlike uh, Facebook Messenger, which inherently Facebook is reading. Now, you can set both of those up to do end-to-end encryption. Um, Have you guys used the secret conversation on Facebook or turned on end-to-end in WhatsApp?
1: I don't have the energy to try and figure out where that is because I'm sure it's not, like, easily accessible, is it? Nobody else does either. And so, yeah,
2: and so that secret conversation, uh, for one thing, actually only exists on the device that started it. So if you do try to use it uh, on your phone with Facebook Messenger and then you jump to the desktop app, it doesn't show up there either. So Signal is actually a more full-featured app as well. And uh, the the price is actually really, really good. Uh,
4: It's free. I I, I was going to point something out about that because... My first question always is, well, why is it free? How is it free? Um, But you you already answered that question because it's an open source project. Yeah.
2: So basically, the nerds out there who value your privacy, hopefully just as much, if not more than you do, uh, are working on this app to make sure that folks like Mr. Zuckerberg aren't reading your text messages and they're not digging into your personal life even more every single day. Um, and so, yeah, this is a bit of a passion project. It's it's for people who are serious about uh, safety and security, turning around to their family members and saying, you know what, maybe it's time that we take a step back um, from some of these apps that are invading our privacy. Um, I've made it a bit of a personal crusade in the last couple of weeks to say to friends, hey, you know what, um, we're talking on Messenger, and so why don't we head over to Signal? Um, because I'm on an iPhone, you know, the folks that are on other iPhones, iMessage actually has the same security uh, precautions built in. It does have that same end-to-end. Apple doesn't know what you're doing, so that's that's okay. Anybody that's on an Android, though, uh, in, my, in my sphere, two things. One, I want them to be using this more secure messaging program. And two, I need to stop them sending text message groups that I can't get out of. So this is my plea to you. Start using Signal.
1: Okay. That's uh, fantastic. Thank you, Graham. And uh, I believe we'll have a, an article up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, that goes through that a little bit more if you want to learn uh, about Signal, the app. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Egerbo here with uh, John Beeler, Graham Williams. Uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, on the Get Connected show yesterday, uh, John, and I just want to bring it up again because I, I love this feature. It's for LinkedIn, and Graham, you might not know about this, but they have this new feature where you can actually upload a 10-second audio clip of how to pronounce your name. Maybe not for you, Graham Williams, but <laughs> for, for uh, Mike Agarbo, yes, I've had my name butchered every imaginable way. But, you know, there's a lot of complicated names out there, and I love this feature.
2: Siri thinks, and I've, I've trained her a couple of times, but she thinks you're Micah Gerbo, which is, which yeah, is, a good I, don't know. I, I do, I do get it often though, where I, I, people will say, is it Graham or is it Graham? And I usually get asked like, how do you say your name? To which I usually reply, I don't, you do. So you pick
1: Graham. I'm sorry. What were way. the
2: two options? Graham or Graham.
1: Oh, Graham cracker. Graham cracker. Graham cracker. Yeah. Well, you I'm know what? Either way. Well, you could put both of them up in your LinkedIn profile now. I love it. No, but this is great for uh, me, as I was saying yesterday, because we always have uh, guests on on the show. But now I can go to their LinkedIn profile, and hopefully they're using this. I can actually see how to pronounce their name properly so I don't sound like uh, an idiot. Okay, Uh, I think we're out of time here, but I just want to promote the contest uh, one more time. Uh, We're giving away an Alcatel GoFlip3. This is a cool little flip phone that also has a basic uh, app structure on it as well. It's not using Android. It's using something called KaiOS, apparently the same type of uh, back-end that the, the Firefox web browser uses. They have a little app store, so they've got things like Google Maps, YouTube, uh, WhatsApp, a bunch of games, uh, and you use Google Assistant to uh, you know do the typing. I mean, you can use a little uh, number pad on uh, the bottom there, but uh, as we know, that's a little bit uh, taxing. Using your voice, you can enter in all the text. And again, if you want to try to win this, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, Hit the newsletter tab and subscribe to win. Our website's really great right now. We've got a lot of uh, awesome articles uh, on all the latest uh, technology, lifestyle gadgets and how-tos and uh, video and audio blogs. There's a lot going on there and I, uh, I really recommend that you you check it out. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Of course, Graham and John, my wonderful co-hosts, and uh, Christina, our producer. We'll see you again next time.